with Iowa football's regular season now in the books, a seven and five year, despite having one of the best defenses in the country. The attention now turns to the transfer portal quarterbacks jumping in the portal every day, every hour. I'll give you my top five early targets in the transfer portal at the quarterback position for your Iowa Hawkeyes. Plus, an exclusive sit down with Iowa women's basketball 2024 commit Callie Levine. She joins the show right here. You're watching week 207 of Bradis Branded Thoughts. This is from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Hawkeye fans, let's talk about health and performance optimization for a moment. Our sponsor, Ascent Nutrition, offers amazing products. It's actually owned by former Iowa graduate Lance Shuttler. Now, I've decided to partner with Ascent Nutrition because of their unique approach to human health. Ascent offers an organically grown mold and mycotoxin-free coffee. It provides a pure, clean, and rich flavor without those pesticides that most coffees are treated with. They also offer an algae oil DHA, which is used to support brain health, memory and focus, as well as proper nervous system development in adults, children, athletes, and even pets. Now, lastly, their unique crafted wild pine pollen is used to support cardiovascular health, hormonal function, and a healthy libido. Your purchase not only supports this channel, but the business of a former Hawkeye. Visit GoAscentNutrition.com or click the link in the description below and use the code Hawkeyes. That's the code Hawkeyes to receive 15% off your total order from Ascent Nutrition. Week 207 of Brad's Branded Thoughts here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. First of all, I want to thank you for being here despite the fact that Iowa football's regular season is in the books. We've got lots of news coming, folks. There's going to be, this is going to be one of the more newsy Decembers that we've ever had as Iowa football fans. And we still have a bowl game. We don't know which bowl game. We'll find that out on Sunday. But uh, a newsy few weeks ahead, and we already got word Yesterday, I'm recording this on Wednesday, November 30th. Already got word yesterday that Alex Padilla, Iowa quarterback Alex Padilla, has entered the transfer portal and that Iowa offensive lineman Josh Volk plans to enter his name in the transfer portal once the December 5th transfer portal window opens. And there will be more. Just telling you that right now, there will be more. But at the same time, word on the street, and it has been the word on the street for a couple of months now, is that Iowa will be headed to the transfer portal. That's something I, I think many of us felt. I know I made it clear that I felt this way a year ago, that Iowa needed to be in the portal hard last year. Instead, they doubled down, stuck with what they knew with specifically Spencer Petrus. The offense uh, not only did it not get better, it seemed to get worse. And now I think uh, Kirk Ferentz and this staff understand they really don't have options. Alex Padilla now leaving. I think that's been known for a while, but he made that official on Tuesday. Spencer Petrus is graduating. Will he return? I don't believe he will. Obviously, we're waiting for an announcement from Spencer. Will that come after the bowl game or before? We don't know. Right now, he's banged up, got hurt against Nebraska. We don't know if he'll play uh, in the bowl game against whoever they're matched up against. Uh, but the point is, Iowa needs to go to the portal at quarterback. They needed to last year. They refused. This year, it becomes that much more of a priority. Now, last year, we know there were a number of big names that entered the portal, some because of other transfers, right? You have situations like the situation with Ohio State and Texas. You've got Quinn Ewers that jumped ship to Texas. So Casey Thompson jumped ship from uh, Texas to Nebraska. Adrian Martinez jumped ship to Kansas State, 
And let's be honest, it's worked out for all three of those guys. Quinn Ewers had a great year at Texas. Casey Thompson, despite the fact that that was not a very good football team, he was productive when he was healthy at Nebraska. And I think he's got a good future ahead with Matt Rule as his uh, head coach in Lincoln. And of course, uh, Adrian Martinez was spectacular this year with Kansas State. He's playing for a Big 12 title this weekend. So for anybody that says uh, bringing in a transfer portal quarterback messes up a locker room or chemistry, or, oh, we're afraid it's going to make somebody else transfer. If guides are afraid of competition, see you later. Uh, and it's clear that Iowa does not have a lot of faith in the guys behind Padilla or Petrus. So let's assume Padilla and Petrus are both gone. Obviously, Padilla is now in the transfer portal. Technically, he could return. He's not going to. It's been clear, at least to this point, that Kirk does not have a lot of confidence in Joey Labus. Carson May, I mean, this was his first year there. He didn't even enroll early, so he just got there this summer. So the, the bottom line is they need somebody with experience who's proven, and there will be options, maybe not the plethora of options that we saw in the portal last year. You never know, but so far there are already options and viable options. So what we're going to do during this segment, of course, we've got an exclusive interview with 2024 Iowa women's basketball commit Callie Levine coming up. But first, I want to give you my top five early options for the quarterback position for Iowa to target. All right. And these are guys who are already in the portal or who have announced that they will be entering the portal. Now, there are a number out there, but I'm going to give you my top five. Let's start with number five. One of the earlier options that we heard about, Brett Gabbert, the Miami, Ohio uh, quarterback uh, has had a, quite a career with the Red Hawks. We know he played against Iowa back in 2019. He still has two years of eligibility remaining. Remember, a lot of these guys using a redshirt year, using that free COVID year, he's thrown for nearly 6,300 yards, 45 touchdowns, just 14 interceptions. Did not have a ton of high major interest coming out of high school. He is the brother of former Missouri quarterback, Blaine Gabbert, who, of course, has went on to have uh, a pretty good career as a starter slash backup in the NFL. But Brett is a smaller guy, around six foot, six one. I think he's probably closer to six foot, but he's got a good arm. He impressed me when he came to Kinnick in 2019. He will have a chance to play at a high major level. Will it be in a spread offense or a pro-style offense like uh, Iowa has implemented here? We'll see. But uh, he's certainly a guy who Iowa should at least look at. And I know I was very well aware that he's in the portal. He's been in the portal for a couple of weeks now. How about number four? A guy who's been in the portal since September wanted to retain a redshirt year. Hank Bachmeyer, Boise State quarterback, good pocket passer, has kind of struggled with injuries. He's a guy who's not going to blow you away with mobility. And I was not going to recruit a dual threat guy. I know a lot of people out here want Iowa to recruit guys like Jeff Sims at Georgia Tech. That's not what Kirk's going to do. Even the guys Iowa has coming in as true freshmen in 23-24, Marco Linez, James Resar, those guys are mobile, right? Like some of the guys on this list, but uh, they are not guys like Jeff Sims. Um, and so Sims will not appear on this list. But Bachmeyer is a guy who could potentially be a viable option. Boise State's had some instability with the coaching staff. Bachmeyer chooses not to uh, play past the four games this year. He'll be available for potentially a power five out there. But again, he's proven to be a productive guy at Boise State. How about Connor Bazelak? You may laugh at this one. He did not have a good year at Indiana. But let's not forget Connor Bazelak's roots. He was recruited by Iowa initially. Missouri got him. He was the co-SEC freshman of the year in 2020. At Mizzou, uh, in two years, he threw for 66% as far as a completion percentage. 
In 2022 at Indiana, he was just 55.2%, so certainly a dip. For the career of Connor Bazelak, just short of 7,400 yards, 36 touchdowns, 27 interceptions, so not a great TD to INT ratio. He's 13-10 to 10 in that category this year at Indiana, just over 2,300 yards. But he had a really solid start to his career in Missouri. And, of course, that's a very, very difficult conference and difficult division to play in, especially as a quarterback. So perhaps, I know, I know Iowa's offensive line has struggled. Iowa doesn't have the best uh, crew of skill position players, although I think they're going to the portal at wide receiver. Connor Bazelak's a guy you might look at. He's not real mobile, but again, he is the type of quarterback that uh, would fit into the Kirk Ferentz mold, and Iowa does have or has had a relationship with Connor Bazelak. Number two on the list, Hudson Card. The Texas quarterback had some nice experience this year. We got to see him in the national spotlight against Alabama where he struggled. He was dealing with an injury. Remember, Quinn Ewers got knocked out of that game. But for 2022, check out these numbers. 69.4% completion percentage, 928 yards, a 6-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio, and a 158 passer rating. And again, those were games against some pretty high major opponents. I mentioned Alabama. There was a game in which he played against UTSA. But then Texas Tech, West Virginia, filling in for Quinn Ewers admirably. How about in 2021, Casey Thompson, the quarterback that year? But Hudson Card certainly had a big role that year playing in games, playing heavily in games against Louisiana, Iowa State, West Virginia. He threw for over 61%, well over 500 yards, and a 5-1 to touchdown to INT ratio, a 139 passer rating. He's a guy who's pretty athletic. Again, he's not a dual threat guy, but he can move. He's got some good intangibles. He's kind of got an abbreviated throwing motion. I kind of noticed that on tape. He's kind of got that quick release, which would help you, especially when you're dealing with a subpar uh, offensive line. You go back and watch some of the highlight clips uh, in that game against Alabama. He was uh, he was dealing with pressure from that Alabama front. And, of course, Alabama, uh, that's just a tough defense to scheme against. They've got linebackers coming at you from every direction. And uh, Hudson Carr didn't have a great game against Alabama, but, boy, resilient guy, tough guy. He is an Austin, Texas Native, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes. He's got three years of eligibility remaining. I'd have to think his dream was to play for the Longhorns, but with Quinn Ewers there, um, and then of course they've got uh, the Manning kid coming in. I, I just don't know what Hudson's uh, outlook is. Does he want to stay close to home? Does he want to stay in the Big Twelve to beat the Longhorns? Those are all questions. But boy, if you're in Iowa, why not look at a kid like Hudson Card? And number one on my list will be obvious to you, but. Hudson Card should absolutely be a guy they look at. Mark Rogers pointed that out to me yesterday. I wasn't as familiar with Hudson Card. Did watch that Texas-Bama game, but uh, did some research on Hudson today. And uh, certainly he should be a guy that Iowa looks at strongly. Did not recruit Hudson Card at a high school. And by the way, Iowa didn't recruit Brett Gabbard or Hank Bachmeyer. I mentioned they did recruit Basilak. But uh, you can always form new relationships. And in Iowa's position, and with Kirk Ferentz's name, even though he's you know, the offense has been a laughing stock this year. He's still got quite an iconic name. And, uh, you know, if he's personally calling some of these kids, don't tell me they're not going to answer the phone. I certainly think Hudson Card, a guy with three years of eligibility remaining, should be a guy that Iowa looks at. Cade McNamara, number one, no question about it. I mean, he's the guy, and I know I'm not breaking any news to anybody on this, but Cade McNamara is a guy who Iowa is interested in. Okay, I can say that with uh, pretty strong confidence at this point. All right, and I think Iowa's been interested in him for a while. There's been kind of scuttlebutt about this for quite some time, well before he even entered the portal. Of course, he's thrown for just short of 3,200 pass yards, a 21-7 to 7 
touchdown to interception ratio led the Michigan Wolverines to a Big Ten title. They beat Iowa in the championship game last year, 42 to three. Of course, that team went to the college football playoff. He's got a good, strong arm. Okay, not and they got blow you away with arm strength, but a good, strong arm. I thought really good mechanics. I'm no QB's guru. I'm not John Budmeyer. I'm not Don Patterson, but appears to have really good mechanics. Now, it helps when your offensive line is as good as Michigan's offensive line has been. And so I understand when people say, well, it's apples and oranges. He's not going to play like this with Iowa. That's true, right? He's not going to be able to produce, I don't think, to the level that he produced against Michigan unless Iowa completely overhauls things and brings in different personnel, which I think they're trying to do to, to an extent. But he's going to be a significant upgrade. Don't kid yourself. He is going to be a significant upgrade. He makes the makeables, can make some tough throws. He kind of reminds me of Jake Rudock on the ground. Remember, Jake Rudock went to Michigan, was very productive. And that is a testament to Jim Harbaugh and his ability to develop quarterbacks. Of course, he's a former quarterback himself. But Jake Rudock kind of had underrated mobility. Cade McNamara can scramble if he needs to. He is not Spencer Peters, folks. He's not a dual threat guy, but he can scramble. Iowa does have a connection here. John Budmeyer, who's an analyst on the Iowa staff, recruited Cade McNamara's brother, Jake. Jake had committed to Colorado State uh, and then decommitted. Budmeyer uh, was let go. He decommitted from Colorado State, transferred to UTEP. There are connections here. I think it's clear Iowa is interested in him. Remember, out of high school, Cade McNamara was wanted by a lot of schools. He was a high major prospect. Wanted by Bama, USC, Wisconsin, Michigan, Notre Dame, Georgia, Tennessee, etc. Cade McNamara, a guy a lot of teams will want. He's got three years of eligibility remaining if he gets a medical hardship waiver. He's coming off a knee injury. But as Don Patterson said to me in a conversation earlier this week, uh, with a guy like Cade, you're more concerned if it was an upper body injury. Would expect Cade McNamara to be good to go. Now, will he be good to go in the spring? I don't know what his outlook is. Uh, That's an interesting one. Right, Given his health, uh, is Kirk Ferentz comfortable? Even a guy like Cade McNamara, who's proven, and he's proven to be a really good leader, right? I mean, we've heard from a lot of Michigan fans this week who have really complimented Cade, just how he carried himself. Of course, J.J. McCarthy ended up taking his starting job this year, despite the fact that Cade took him to the playoff last year, a win against Ohio State, a win in the Big Ten championship game. But Cade McNamara's leadership skills have been... uh, Second to none, according to many fans, coaches, uh, people have been very complimentary of Cade McNamara. So will Kirk Ferentz be comfortable with Cade if he's not ready to practice with this team in the spring? That would be a fascinating storyline. But again, reason to believe here, folks, that Cade McNamara is on Iowa's radar. I'm, I'd be very, I'd be shocked if those conversations aren't being had. Now, other schools will be interested. They are interested. I guarantee you that as well. I'm not breaking any news to you. But Cade McNamara should be number one on my list. But those are five quarterbacks early, and the portal window hasn't even opened yet. Guys are entering the portal because they can as graduate transfers. Some guys have just announced that they're going to be entering the portal. There will be more. I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find better prospects that fit into the Iowa mold than guys like Hudson Card and Cade McNamara. And believe me, if somehow Iowa didn't get Cade McNamara but could land Hudson Card, I would be thrilled to death. So both of those guys would be excellent options. Now, I did mention Jeff Sims earlier. He just doesn't fit the Iowa mold. Very mobile. Going to run for a lot of yards. I know Iowa fans want a guy like Jeff Sims. He just doesn't fit into what Kirk Ferentz wants. Davis Brin, uh, a guy from Tulsa who's been productive, might find his way into a competition at the Power 5 level. That might be a risky play. Um, You know, Brett Gabbard, you could argue he's a risky play as well. Gabbard's been a bit more productive than Brin. 
Uh, Brandon Lewis, kid from Colorado, that offense is a disaster. He's out there as well. Luke Altmaier might be a guy you look at. He lost a very close competition uh, at Ole Miss against former USC quarterback Jackson Dart. Very close competition. So we'll see. I mean, maybe Luke Altmaier is a guy you look at as well. But again, five down to one. Gabbert, Bachmeyer, Basilak, Card, and McNamara. We'll see what ball drops first. Who will I would target? I think it's going to be McNamara. I think it is McNamara, but we shall wait and see. The good news is, folks, I think we're going to see some seriously fresh blood playing quarterback next fall here at Iowa. And, of course, we'll give you coverage week by week, day by day, right here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Coming up, an exclusive interview with Iowa women's basketball commit, 2024 commit Callie Levine. She joins the show coming up after this. Stay tuned. You may have heard of the real-life Hawkeye Man Cave known as Kinnick Under the Kitchen. Well, after lots of hard work, there's not much space left to paint. But the walls are exploding out for public consumption. Under the Kitchen is proud to announce that you can now purchase exclusive prints of some of your favorite Hawkeye legends, including wrestling great Spencer Lee, football players Arlen Bruce, Riley Moss, and Tavian Banks, plus an all-in-one Murray Family Legacy print, featuring Keegan, Chris, and Kenyon Murray himself. Signed and unsigned prints are available, making the perfect collectible or gift for any Hawkeye enthusiast. For more information on purchasing one of these outstanding Hawkeye prints, visit Under the Kitchen on Facebook. That's Under the Kitchen on Facebook. Pleased to be joined now by Iowa 2024 commit Callie Levine. She is here talking about her future and talking about uh, a very exciting future. Callie, first of all, welcome to the show, and uh, thank you for taking the time to be a part of it. Yes, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. So, Callie, um, we've been wanting to get this interview going for a while. I'm excited to talk to you. You've obviously got some high school basketball still in front of you. I know you're in the midst of a, a season, and uh, we don't want to take you away from that, but... Uh, what is it like, first of all, we'll talk about why you committed to Iowa, why you chose the Hawks. I know you're a hometown, homebred recruit, um, but what is it like watching the Iowa women? You just got done watching Iowa compete out in Portland against the Yukon Huskies, as did I, and of course, Iowa falling just short. But what's it like seeing your future team compete at that level? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, Iowa, they're ranked number nine, and just like, I get to be a part of that. It's just so cool. And I'm just super excited that I'll be able to like be able to play at Carver and in front of like all those fans and Carver fans, there's nothing like them. So I'm just super excited and like seeing them being able to compete at that level, like against UConn, it's so exciting for me. And I just can't wait to be a part of the team. So before we get to why you picked Iowa, other than the obvious, um, let's, <laughs> let's, talk, let's start out with Solon. What's it been like growing up in Solon? Um, I think of Solon, I think of hay bales, I think of <laughs> I think of Tyler Linderbaum. <laughs> like those yeah. are my you know, growing up in central Iowa, that's all I really know about Solon. So familiarize people who are watching across the state, across the country with the community of Solon. Yeah, so Solon, um, I'd say we're pretty we're not like super small, but we're um we're a middle sized town and community and the word community is just really big in Solon. Like everyone, they we all know each other and like there's 150 people in my grade. So I like, we know everyone's name. There's like probably three hometown um, restaurants and like Mexican restaurants. And then you have your dairy queen in your subway. So it's, it's awesome. I love Solon. I've grown up in Solon um, ever since I was like two years old. So I just love it here. Like the community and the culture, there's nothing like it. 
and it seems to be a thriving uh, community as it relates to athletics. Um, what, yes. where does that come from? Obviously I mentioned Tyler Linderbaum. It doesn't just stop mm-hmm. with Tyler. What, where does that come from? And is that a result of just, um, priority in the community? I mean, wh- how do you, how would you quantify that? Yeah, I would say our strength program, like our weightlifting program is so good at Solon. So that's a big factor. And then just all the coaches, they do just such a good job of like pushing on how important it is to just work hard in the off season and that it'll pay off. And so um, a lot of kids, they just buy into that. And then the seasons, they just like, we have really good seasons and then good players come out of the, out of Solon. So it's cool to see that. Let's talk about uh, all Iowa tech. This is a team you've been able to be a part of. And obviously Iowa has had its fair share of success stories from this team. Um, You've talked before we went on here, you, you and I chatting about some of the current Iowa players that you're close with. Can you kind of talk about what this team has meant to you and then also your relationship with some of these current Iowa players? Yeah, um, all Iowa Tech, I've had a great experience with them. Um, uh, so basically, we won, well, we won a national championship, so that was really awesome. And then this year, we had a great year. And just all the teammates, all my teammates on all Iowa Tech, we're just super close. And being able to like know people on the Iowa team now who played for all Iowa Tech, it's super cool. And the program, they just do such a good job of like pushing us hard and um, I've grown so much in that program, just like getting better and um, with my skill development and everything. And obviously they like to shoot the three. So um, that's a that was a big thing. I feel like that's probably like some reason why Iowa recruits a lot from all Iowa attack program is because we're just the program. They just push on hard work and like effort in the games and shooting threes and just um, always playing hard. So, yeah, it, I've had a really good experience with them. Did you think, Callie, when did you believe that you were a Division One basketball player? Um, I think I got my first call from, or I got my first interest um, after one of, um, I was going into my freshman year, and it was that summer I joined All Iowa Attack. And it was coming off of a tournament, and I had a bunch of, like, colleges wanting to talk to me. And so it was right there that I was like, wow, like, my dreams could come true. Like I could be a D one player. So it was so awesome. And I was so grateful for the, just like them being showing interest in me like that young and at that age. And so at what point did you believe you were a big 10 player? Oh, I'd probably say, I don't know. I've grown up as I've grown up as a Hawkeye. And so I was just like, right once, right when Lisa called me, I was like, dang, like, you know, I, I want to check out some of the other programs, but like, I, I think I'm going to be a Hawkeye. So. so let's expand on that a bit more. Why Iowa? Besides the obvious, I know I read into doing some research in preparation yeah. for this interview, Callie, that you live like, what, a few minutes from from Lisa Bluter. Yeah, you're obviously close by to Iowa City. So your family's able to uh, watch as many games as they want to watch in person. Uh, but what was your experience like being recruited by Lisa Bluter, Jan Jensen, that entire yeah. staff, and why Iowa? Um, the staff is amazing. They are um, big on culture, and they're big on just, like, um, pushing for their, like, women who play. And so it's so awesome being able to talk to them. And um, they're also, they're, like, really faithful. And that's, like, a big thing for me is just, like, their faith. And so it's just, it's been awesome being recruited by them. Like, they felt like second mothers to me, honestly. Like, they were just so kind and they always like uh, they and when i went to their practices they um 
they just work so hard and they're not demeaning, but they know they're going to push you in the workouts. And so it's super cool to see. And so that was like one of the big things for me, other than living super close and, but like that culture and that community feeling. This kind of goes along with this question, Callie, but your dad, you mentioned in your commitment uh, post, I guess you could say um, that your dad has meant so much to you, not only as a dad, but, but from being a coach, right? Yeah. Um, on the men's side, the same year as you, and that's Cooper Koch. Mm. Had his dad on, and JR, of course, former Iowa player, and he did his best. It was a fine line not pressuring Cooper to attend Iowa while also being a Hawkeye at heart. Uh, I'm assuming your dad, just like you, uh, is a Hawkeye fan. He's yeah. your coach. He's your dad. How has that dynamic worked during recruitment? Yeah, definitely. So my mom, she ran track at Iowa, and then my dad, he, um, he also went to Iowa, and my dad, he's a lawyer at Iowa. So obviously, like, in the back of their mind, they're probably like, oh, we want her to go here so bad, you know. But they didn't pressure me. They allowed me to just, like, talk to other coaches and, like, experience it on my own, which I was so thankful for. But in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm a Hawkeye. So, yeah, it was super – also, it was just super cool. Like, my mom ran track at Iowa, so, like, I get to, like, follow in her footsteps and, like, play basketball at Iowa. So, it's super cool. And I don't – I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up and mention your – your uh, commitment post and this is uh, i mean we're talking you've been committed for like a year and a half now it's just yeah. incredible and you still got another year before you're yeah. in iowa but um you you mentioned your sister mckinley um mm -hmm. yeah uh, give give her a minute just to talk about what she's meant to you as, as you've grown up and become what you have become yeah she's she's my best friend and being able to play like two years with her of basketball was some of the like best moments of my life and I'm just so thankful for her. Like we would always just go to the gym in the morning and work out together. And obviously she's running track at you and I, so, um, she's just had that hard work, um, in her mind, you know, she just like always like pushed me to be better and like get better. And so it was super cool to just be able to have that as like a role model to look up to. And yeah, like we'd always go on coffee runs and stuff. And now that she's at you and I, she's a little bit farther, but we still go on coffee runs, but yeah, she's meant so much to me and, yeah, I'm so grateful for just the relationship that we have. Let's talk a little bit about other schools that were involved in your recruitment. And this isn't to uh, take shots at other schools, but you had yeah. some some ma high major offers. I'll make that clear just because you're a, a local uh, recruit. You, I mean, Marquette, Purdue, Iowa State, Oklahoma yeah. State were all in on you. I'm sure there were others. Um, were there any other schools that you can uh, bring up to us that were close to somehow mm – -hmm. Um, needling their way between you and the black and gold? Yeah. Um, so I would say um, some of the other schools I look forward to talking to is probably Oklahoma State. They had a – he's not there anymore, but Bill Annan, he was their associate head coach, and he was just always super kind on the phone. And um, I could tell that he had just good morals. So um, they were they were up there by Iowa. And then Nebraska, they had um, an assistant coach, and – he would, he was just so, he was so good um, on the phone and stuff. And he would um, always just talk my leg off. So um, yeah. And then Iowa State, obviously they're pretty close. So they were one of the other schools that I was really looking at, but yeah, nothing really compares to Iowa. Like Iowa was just like up there. And you know, you would have never been able to live it down if you went to Nebraska or Iowa State. Yeah, no, I would not. I don't think my parents, they probably kicked me out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made the right choice. Um, Callie and and let's talk about strengths and weaknesses uh, and then I've yeah. got a, kind of a lighthearted question for you at the end but uh you uh you obviously know how to score 
you're kind of one of those girls that I look at on tape. And of course I'm limited with, with tape, but uh, you, you can kind of do it all at your position. And you've got, I think when you, you come to Iowa, you're going to be surrounded by shooters. You just, you mm-hmm. know how Lisa Bluter recruits. We saw that today against UConn. Uh, I, I would suspect that that's going to be no different in 24, 25, 26. So just talk about what your strengths are and some of the weaknesses you're looking to improve on during your final yeah. year in high school. Um, I would say some of my strengths, um, I've really taken a lot of like consideration just being a leader. So I feel like I'm a pretty good leader on the court and just being able to have like court vision and like find shooters and find my teammates. And But also like you have to be able to create for yourself. So if that means coming up to the court and like doing a one-on-one move to get to the hoop and finish, um, I've um, definitely been working on that a lot. And then being able to like read where the defense is at. So once I get past my first girl, where's the other defender at? Do I need to pull up for a jump shot or do I need to take it all the way in? So I've gotten pretty good at that. And then just being able to also like hit some hard shots and um, be a, I, I've been pretty consistent for my three point shot. So that's some of my strengths. And I would say some of my weaknesses right now, are um let me see you've got confidence you don't have weaknesses <laughs> <laughs> i would say um just always like i feel like shooters can always just continue to get better so if that means like working on my mid-range jumper like i feel like i could get more consistent at that shot or just some like tough finishes around the hoop like you can always um, basketball players can always get better at their finishes. So some of those things, um, obviously, I can continue to get better at. And then on defense as well, like I take pride in my defense and just like being able to pressure people and being able to get into the lanes um, and get steals. So that's also really important to me as a basketball player. I, I observed, as you probably did as well today, Holly Rowe bringing up uh, Iowa's strength program mm. um, because – for a team like Iowa going up against a UConn or a South Carolina, potentially mm-hmm. um, that's uh, uber important as you well know. Uh, let's talk life after basketball. Um, I know <laughs> you, you still got another year of high school. And, I mean, <laughs> we're jumping the gun on this, but you you've thought about the future well past basketball. I'm sure. Yeah. But what's, what's in the, uh, the scope of Callie Levine's late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. Um, I've thought about it a little bit and obviously, um, I, I love basketball. And so I've always just like thought about maybe being a coach after or something like that. And I'm, um, I'm huge in my faith. So I want to do something with like, just like sharing um, my faith with others and like being able to talk about God with others. So um, I feel like maybe being a coach or um, I don't know, maybe I can like do some skill training with like younger kids. I think that'd be super cool. But Something like that. Obviously, I have some time, but we'll see where Absolutely. life after basketball takes me. I have to ask you, so doing, I, I try to do my homework before these interviews. And so yeah. there's going to be gaps you're going to have to fill me in on. But uh, I did a, a Google search of Callie Levine uh-huh. and I, I came up with a YouTube video oh. that I have to ask you about. Do you have a future in the music business? Oh, gosh. I used to, when I was younger, I thought that I was going to be this famous YouTuber and so me and my friends we all made a little song and no no you you don't have to say anymore I I think we I think I've got it here I think we have it I think I've got it here hold on oh no hold on (laughs) we're gonna break it down for you this is the song here we go 
Okay. I have to ask you, first of all, kudos. That video has got, I mean, it was literally, I searched Callie Levine on YouTube and it was like the fifth video in YouTube's algorithm, Callie. So oh, tell God. me, I have to ask you, where did the inspiration, because the inspiration for that song, you actually listen to the lyrics. There's just some thoughtful lyrics. So yeah. all joking aside, tell me, how old were you when you did that that song? I think I was probably in like seventh grade, maybe. Okay. Something so like, yeah. you've got to explain to me the 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 reason why because i i mean i think back when i was in seventh grade i wasn't doing mm-hmm. i wasn't putting myself <laughs> out there like that so kudos to you for doing that but what where was the inspiration behind doing that honestly i don't even know i had like a i had a um channel and i was always just like vlogging on it just for fun and then my friends and i we were like i think another a guy in my um class he was like making his own diss track and so we're like, hmm, we should make a diss track. Like, let's compete with him. And so then we made this song, and I wrote down just a bunch of lyrics for it, and then we just put it together, and okay. there it is. So there wasn't YouTube any stuff. deep. There wasn't any deep inspiration. I thought maybe there was going to be some cool story about you know working your way through a tough time or something. No, something not like really. That. I was just like, <laughs> okay. I kind of just want to be like a, a rapper for a little bit. So here I go, and <laughs> I wrote some lyrics. So you gotta you gotta pick up the YouTube channel and you that's why I brought up life after basketball, Callie. So I now you I'm got gonna be a rapper after basketball. I totally forgot about that. Rap music YouTuber. I mean, you've got a future there. <laughs> Callie Levine, appreciate the time, Callie. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in the black and gold in just a couple of years. And and uh, the future is bright in Iowa City, and, and part of that is thanks to you. So appreciate you taking the time today, Kelly. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. It just it's so cool to be able to talk to you about um, just all these things. Absolutely. Thank you, Callie. Really happy for Callie Levine. Great personality, bubbly personality. She will fit in nicely to what Lisa Bluter wants. It just seems like Lisa Bluter recruits that type of character, and that's why I got to love Lisa Bluter. She's a guard who's not going to be the next Caitlin Clark, but she's going to give you stability uh, following the Clark era, whenever that comes. Of course, we don't know what how long Clark will be here, right? She's, uh, I think, doing okay with NIL here. And uh, of course, uh, the pro career for women is not nearly as lucrative as it is for the men's game. So uh, Callie Levine will be a, a great piece to Iowa women's basketball starting in 2024. So appreciate Callie Levine joining the show here at From the Hawkeye of the Storm. A reminder, please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel if you've not done so. You can hear all of our podcasts in audio format on your favorite podcast platform. Just search From the Hawkeye of the Storm on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, also, new merch is available from the Hawkeye of the Storm merch. Click on the link in the description below for new merchandise, including a new shirt that just dropped today. Check it out in the description. New merchandise right here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Appreciate you tuning in, and we will talk to you soon.